Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is Jay Green coming back to you with another episode behind the blue podcast. Hope you all are doing well. So let's get to it. Right now, I'd like to discuss driving while suspended. So it's actually kind of funny. Majority of my arrests, especially early on in my career, I was stopping for something simple. Speeding, headlight out, tag light out. Something simple, right? And they have a suspended license. Now, I will admit, maybe sometimes they don't know. You know, like, I think I was 19, 18, something like that. My license was actually suspended. But it was because some crazy mess with insurance. I don't even really remember what it was. But I didn't know it was suspended until I got something in the mail, right? The ones I'm talking about are the, like, repeat offenders, basically. Um, one of the stories was it was something simple, like it always is. I think the dude wasn't wearing a seatbelt. So I pulled him over. You know, go up, do my spill and everything. Hands me his license. Go and run it through dispatch. Suspended, right? So get him out. And mind you, he had a passenger with him. And got him in cuffs, got him in the back. And we start checking the passenger. Make sure he has a valid license because the driver said it was all right for him to take it. Or, you know, drive the car away so we didn't have to tow it. And come to find out, the passenger had a valid license. I'm like, bro, what are you doing? If you know this dude is, you know, a valid driver and you know for a fact that you have a suspended license, which he did, he admitted to it. And I think he had a warrant, too. So I arrested him for both of those. But like, why wouldn't you let the passenger drive? I've never understood that. It, like it was that guy. And honest to God, truth. Later that night, I arrested another guy for the exact same thing. And I was a dumbass about it. What I mean by that. Is we worked 8 to 8, right? So that was 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. I was still on day shift at that time. I think I was in the last bits of training. Yes, I was in the last bits of training, driving around by myself and stuff like that. Well, it had been a little bit since I had um, pulled anybody over, did any type of anything on the radio. And, you know, I was like, well, it's been silent for a while. I need to do something. And mind you, it was either 730 or or after 7.30. We'll just say between 7.30 and 7.45, right? And again, we get off at 8. So what does my dumbass do? I'm just driving. Dude was doing 10 miles over. It was 80 and 70. I was like, all right, cool. I'll pull him over real quick. Just so, you know, I'm, I'm doing something. And I'll give him a warning real quick. Send him on his way. Then go home. Nope. <laughs> my dumbass. I pulled him over. Again, do my little spill. And this one was actually pretty funny too, man. Do my little spill, you know, ask him if he has a driver's license, proof of insurance. And I kid you not, this man looked at me while he was getting his wallet out. I was like, officer, I ain't going to lie to you, man. My license ain't looking too good right now. <laughs> and then he just handed me his ID. And that is one of the telltales that you know something is wrong. The dude just handed me his ID and like my head just dropped. I'm just thinking like, damn it, man. Why did I pull this dude over? And so I look at him. I was like, hey, man, you just handed me your ID. You have a driver's license? And he just kept shaking his head. And I looked at him. I was like, is it suspended? And he was like, oh, it might be. I'm like, you son of a bitch, man. I'm trying to go home. So I go back, run the license through uh, dispatch. And it wasn't just suspended. It was a habitual, like he was flagged as a habitual violator. And to summarize that, it basically means he's been arrested for being suspended multiple times that he's Habitual. So 
I hooked him for that, and I don't even remember what time I went home, but it was late, and I was upset at myself because I shouldn't have pulled him over. But, I mean, that just happens sometimes. Let's see, another one. This was also still early in my career. I was actually still in training. I forgot if it was phase two or phase three. I was on nights. But, like, it ties in with driving while suspended, but it also brings me to my next point of lying. So, of course, nobody wants to get in trouble. No matter how old you are, what you have going on in your life, nobody wants to get in trouble. And, of course, I mean, I'm not in law enforcement anymore, but I still do it to this day. If I see a cop or if somebody were to pull me over, I instantly start thinking like, damn, what did I do wrong? Was I not wearing my seatbelt or my headlights out? Something like that. So trust me, I get it. But the best course of action is always to just tell the truth. Like it can go from being a warning to you getting an actual fine on your ticket if you lie about something. And so with my next story, it was we got a call about a uh, what's called a motorist assist. Basically, the car was somewhere on the highway with their hazards on, right? So we go out there just to make sure that they're all right, you know, not in any type of distress or anything like that. And I asked the girl for a license, and she was like, oh, well, no, I don't have it on me. And see, <laughs> that is another tail sign. If, you know, they just hand you an ID or if they're like, oh, I left it at home, you already start thinking like, all right, something's wrong with your uh, with your license, right? So I'm like, all right, cool. Let me get your name and your date of birth. So she gives it to me, and I go and run it through dispatch. And dispatch couldn't find anything on her. I was like, okay, well, check her in all 50 states, you know, and still nothing, right? And that's where you really know that she was lying. And so I go back up to her, and I tell her, I'm like, hey, dispatch is checking for you they can't find anything is there something you want to tell me now or what's going on and she just kept playing it off man it was like oh well i don't know why i gave you the right information it should be there i'm like okay obviously you're lying right now so what's going on and we kept going back and forth for a little bit until dispatch actually let me know that they ran i do believe her birth date with a different year i don't remember if it was you know adding a year or taking a year away but when they did that they found her and she had a suspended license and that's why she was lying because she didn't want to go to jail now the thing is i could have just wrote her a ticket right i could have wrote her a ticket she would have went to court and whatever happened in court would have happened then but instead since she wanted to lie i took her ass to jail <laughs> i straight up hooked her man and i told her because she pissed me off i was like since you want to lie about it turn around and put your hands behind your back now some people listening might be like, oh, well, that's a dick move. You still could have let her go. I could have, but she also could have told the truth from the jump. You know, like we grown people. Again, I understand that nobody wants to get in trouble. Like that just makes no sense. Who wants to get in trouble? You know what I mean? But all she had to do is tell the truth. It's like, hey, yes, my license is, is suspended. I forgot where she was coming from, but I think she said she was trying to get to her dad's house or something like that. That's all she had to say. I would have wrote her a ticket. And I would have sent her on her way. But, I mean, I've done that before. You know, you just write them a ticket for driving while suspended. They have a court date. But she wanted to play uh, them lying games. So her ass went straight to jail. What happened from that? No idea. Because you got to let this shit go. You do what you do out there on the road. And whatever happens in the court system, 
you got to remember you have no control over that. And again, this also brings me to my next point. It's a real funny story, man. But a lot of people think that just because, you know, law enforcement gets behind you, that they're automatically gunning for you. Trust me when I tell you this, that is not the case. Damn near 100% of the time, we don't give a damn what you're doing. Like, if you're not doing anything, you know, overtly illegal, like, that we would stop you for, speeding, that's obviously one of the main ones. But if you ain't doing nothing stupid, ain't nobody worried about you. We trying to hope that you get the hell out of the way because we trying to go somewhere. But whenever we get behind somebody, they start going, like, 10 under the speed limit, man. And that sucks. Especially if you're trying to get to a call. It may not be an emergency where we're running lights and sirens, but we're still trying to get somewhere, and you just in the way, just holding up the line, man. It just sucks. But this one time, came pulling up to a stoplight, and it was so funny, man. Dude came pulling up to the right side of me, and he had his blinker on to turn right. And we just happened to, like, glance over at you at each other at the same time he just like went straight forward like both hands on the steering wheel <laughs> and he was not moving and his passenger the lady that was with him like she started laughing and i seen her when she mouthed it she was like you can go and i do refuse to look any other way he was just like nope i'm not moving i'm just cracking up man like i'm in tears because i knew why but like i said ain't nobody worried about you bro like i'm trying to go do what i'm trying to do turn right nobody cares i promise you that nobody cares man i don't get it but it's funny though it's 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 real funny i've had a couple of those but that was probably the one that um i would say stuck out the most because that dude was just locked for like just eye straight it was crazy man another thing that's crazy that of course you know people outside of law enforcement will unless they're on a ride along will probably never ever uh get to experience our vehicle pursuits now i honestly do not remember my very first pursuit because the first time that i ran lights and sirens it was kind of nerve-wracking like yes we did that training at the police academy but it's different when you're actually out on the road and there's a lot more cars especially on the main street yeah people do not like to get out of the way even with lights and sirens i've never understood that one you got these bright ass lights, this loud ass siren, especially at nighttime. Even if you don't hear the siren, cause you know, you have your windows rolled up or whatever, you gonna see those lights. Those lights are bright as shit for a reason. So you can see them, but people still don't move out of the way. But that was the first time I ran lights and sirens. I forgot what the call was, but I was driving. I was still in, I think I was in phase one. So I was still brand, brand new, you know? And I had, uh, <laughs> it's funny, I had one of my homeboys, um, I'm actually hoping to get him on the show one of these days, he'll have a wealth of knowledge to be able to share with you guys, but he like yelled at me on the radio to just go, and I'm like freaking out, I'm like, I don't know where to go, you know what I mean, all this traffic's in the way, and I got the lights and sirens, but nobody's moving out of the way, man, so that kind of freaked me out, but my first actual pursuit I really truly don't remember but yeah a lot of the times I ran lights and sirens early on in my career it was like like your heart's pounding you're like man what's gonna happen when I get there man I hope I don't crash into somebody because yes 
we have, you know, I guess to dumb it down, we basically have the right of way, if you will. But going through intersections and stuff, we still have to proceed with caution. We can't put the uh, the public at risk just because we're running lights and sirens. So, yeah, y'all got to move out of the way. But we still can't just, like, run through stuff. Like, if we're driving lights and sirens and come up to a red light, we still got to proceed. We can't just go 100 miles an hour through it. You know what I mean? Because I've seen plenty of videos online. Thank God I've never seen anything like that up close personal but i seen one video i think they might have showed it to us at the academy like dude was running lights to sirens and he ran through i think a crosswalk and he like crashed into this lady and killed her like she went through his front windshield you know and the crazy thing about it is they were looking around like for her body and stuff and come to find out she had been sitting in the back seat the entire time like just dead in his back seat so we still got to proceed with caution, you know. Damn it, that's going to bother me now. I'm really trying to remember my very first pursuit. I can't think of it at all. I had to come back to that at a later time or a later episode. But I will say one pursuit that is memorable for me, mainly because I screwed my shoulder up so bad I ended up having to have surgery. What was it? I was newly promoted as a sergeant. And I think it might have been the first time I was running shift by myself, right? Lieutenant went home, other higher-ups were gone. I think it was a Friday, right? And I'm laughing already because the people that I know that are going to listen to this story, I know they're already laughing because they already know what's going on. But I'm going to tell you guys anyways. I'm pretty sure it was a Friday, and there were some additional deputies out. They were doing steps. Basically, what step is, it was that, I do believe that day, it was seatbelt enforcement, right? They're out looking for people not wearing seatbelts. So, one deputy had tried to initiate a traffic stop for a seatbelt violation, and the dude took off, right? Like, you just hear it, 1032 on a radio. By the way, 1032 means you are in a pursuit, a car chase, right? And so... I run out of the office and I head down the main road trying to catch up to him because the dude had jumped on a, the highway and then hopped back in the city, right? And this was Friday at like maybe five o'clock. And again, I was still newly promoted. So I was still on the, uh, you know, go, go, go mentality instead of looking at the broader picture and thinking, wait a minute, it's 5 p.m., all this traffic here, we need to call this shit off, right? But so we get behind them and we had help from uh, two additional agencies. We're just going all through town, right? Like it was pretty nuts. But, and I was third, I do believe. You know, there was the deputy that initiated an additional agency that jumped in to help. He was a big help. He was actually calling out directions and stuff of where we were at. And so I'm third. And the chase ended in like this cul-de-sac, right? Basically a dead end. And the dude that ran through a, uh, a privacy fence and like knocked it to the ground. And again, <laughs> I was still in a go, go, go mentality, right? So I hop out of that car and I'm hauling ass, right? Like everybody that seen the video was like, damn, you're fast. I'm like, I never said I was slow. You know what I mean? So I'm hauling ass after this dude and I have tunnel vision. And tunnel vision is really, really bad because I didn't see the fence that he knocked over until the last minute right 
And I tried to jump, but it was too late. <laughs> and I just fell, man, right into the grass. Well, actually, it was more uh, mud. I don't remember if it had rained the previous night or it's the whoever the homeowner was it like did something. I don't know. I just remember falling into a ton of mud. My uniform was just destroyed, right? And But adrenaline helped because when I fell, I had my arms outstretched, right? And when I fell, I felt and heard a pop in my right shoulder. I didn't think nothing of it, but ran back to the dude, deputy, that he had already um, got him down to the ground. And so I went and assisted in getting him in handcuffs and stuff, right? And then we're sitting there catching our breath and stuff. And the deputy asked me, he was like, hey, man, you all right? And I was like, no, I'm not, <laughs> like, moving my shoulder and stuff. And it's funny. If you would ever see it on the body cam, the uh, in-car camera, you will see slowly but surely, like, I stopped completely moving my right arm. Like, that was probably some of the worst pain I've been in. And I have a fairly high pain tolerance, but it was bad. And the following year, I think, because I started having to go to physical therapy and all that good stuff. I got a cortisone shot and they were like, if the shot doesn't work, surgery. And that shot didn't work. And so I had to go under the knife. And that was right when COVID got really big. So I actually ended up, I guess you could say technically quarantining, but I couldn't do nothing. I was out of work for, I want to say a good month and a half. All in it. <laughs> and it all started from a damn pursuit that I didn't even initiate. Now that I'm thinking about it, I've never initiated a pursuit. Even if I did, I wouldn't have caught no damn body. <laughs> My first vehicle was a 2013 Dodge Ram, right? Big pickup. I went with comfort over speed. Because remember, we work in these long-ass 12-hour shifts. and want to be cramped up. I'm too big to just be sitting in a charger. And those things sit way too low to the ground for me anyways. It's a pain in the ass to get in and get out. So that was what I was in initially. I think it... I got it to either 108, 109 one time. We were going to a car fire somewhere on the interstate. And I was going downhill a little bit and wind assisted. So I got it to 109. And then after that, I got a 2018 Dodge Durango. It was only a little bit faster than the truck. Like I said, I got the truck at 108, 109. And the Durango, I think I, it, the governor kicks on at 118, something like that. So, I mean, <laughs> even if I did, you know, initiate a pursuit, somebody else is going to have to jump in on that because I ain't catching no damn body. And look what happened anyways. And that's why I don't run no no, uh, no more, man. Look what happened to me. Trying to do the right thing, being rah, 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 go, 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 Mr. Superhero. And I bust my ass and mess my shoulder up. And now this thing, like, even after surgery – Depending on how I move it, there's still a little bit of pain there. This thing's going to affect me for the rest of forever. All because I do want to run over seatbelt, man. There was no point in running. I mean, he got caught. And so, and I think he had warrants from a different state, I believe. Not a different county, but a different state. And so, he ended up stuck in the jail with us until he was done with our charges. And it was a good six plus months afterwards and that dude was still in jail man now mind you this is a while ago 
So I'm not sure, of course, if he's still in there or not. But I know he was in the county jail on the charges he got from us for a long time. But that's what his ass get. Seatbelt ticket, your little warrants. You could have bonded out on that. And a seatbelt ticket's only 30 bucks anyways. Who cares, man? That's $30. Get over it. I don't get it. Like, run it for no reason. A lot of people do that. And there's absolutely no point in doing so. I mean, I'm sure in their mind, they have a reason for running. But to us, we're just like, what's the point? Especially if, you know, you've already been ID'd and all that good stuff. We're going to catch you eventually. No matter where you go. If it's not going to be us, it's going to be a different state, different agency. I'm sure y'all see it all the time on the news. So-and-so was apprehended in this state on charges stemming from this state. That actually happened early in my career. I was in phase two, maybe three. I don't remember. It was nice shit. But this deputy had initiated a traffic stop and the guy took off running. So ended up being a pursuit. And me and my shift, we get involved with it, of course. And come to find out, this dude was wanted, I think, out of Mississippi for a triple homicide. Right? And... Those are bad people, but that's what I'm saying. Like, we eventually caught them, and they were running on charges in Mississippi. So it's like, is it really a point to running? You may get away temporarily, but nine times out of ten, <laughs> you're always going to get found, you know? I do know that that night sucked. It was cold as shit, and we were out there searching for this dude. He, like, ran, and then he crashed into, I think – it was some farmer's land where he had crashed into and we were right on them. So I don't know how he ended up getting away for as long as he did. We'll just say midnight, right? We'll just say midnight. And from midnight until we found him, it was about like seven in the morning. It's actually kind of funny how we found him. We were out on uh, some person's property. And of course, like we've been doing all night, we were searching for him. And what was it? One deputy, he had seen, again, it was cold as shit outside. And one deputy, he had seen a car with the windows fogged up. And he just opened up the door and the dude was just laying there. It's like, get the fuck out, man. <laughs> what are you doing? Dude had a, he like broke his wrist or something like that too. He was all types of messed up, man. But people like that, I'm really glad that we were able to find him and, you know, get him off the street because... What he did, like, I looked into the case afterwards. I haven't found out or heard anything since. And this was probably back in 2016, 2017. So some years ago now. But the things that they did, it, like, robbed a jewelry store and, like, shot three people, like, execution style. That's pretty messed up, man. And him and his, uh, the girl that was with him, he ran when it crashed. And she stayed behind because she couldn't get out and kept lying the entire time. See, that goes back to the lying thing I was talking about earlier. We already knew that she was involved with him, but she did the whole, oh, I don't know who that is. Um, I don't know anything that's going on. Yeah, both of them were arrested, and both of them were picked up from, uh, I don't know what agency picked them up from Mississippi. But both of them got picked up, and I'm really glad that that happened. So that was some... Uh, <laughs> doom and gloom so 
I'm gonna switch it to a funny story real quick. It actually goes back to my time in the jail. And <laughs> I know he's listening. That's what's so funny. One of my really, really good friends, we will call him Cuban B. Now, if you ever seen the movie Half Baked, you'll know what that reference is from. And I hope to have him on the show one day. But Cuban B and I, we worked together in jail, actually trained that guy. I'll say half-ass trained him in the jail. <laughs> what happened was I told the lieutenant, well, I had um, just enlisted into the National Guard or whatever. And I was leaving for basic in like a couple weeks, maybe a month. And I told the lieutenant at the time, because he was like, hey, we're going to hire some new people. I was like, I'm not training nobody. I'm leaving. There's really no point in me doing so. And sure enough, the the new guys, they started, Cuban B and his, these other two, and he was like, hey, you got him. I'm like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> when I told you I can't trade nobody. But it all worked out because him, him and I are going to be lifelong friends. But so there was this guy in the jail. Don't remember his name, but he was nuts, like legit crazy, right? I mean, it's actually pretty gross. But what I'm leading into is the funny part. He would like, we had him in a separated cell by himself. And he would like shit on the walls and like write in it. It was gross. One time he wrote KKK, FBI, CIA on the wall. It was gross. But since he was in that cell by himself and there's no shower in there and he kept doing that stuff, we got to take him downstairs to the intake shower. And we got him put him in cuffs and like walked him out in the hallway butt ass naked <laughs> and he was walking down the stairs backwards almost fell and we got him into the shower or whatever and in the jail they had these little containers of soap right I don't know what size they are they're just small size or whatever right and he took either half or all of the uh, the soap and put it on his rag and he got it lathered up. I mean, it was a ton of soap, right? And then he stuck it in his mouth and started chewing on that shit. <laughs> and Cuban B and I, we looked at each other. It's like, what the fuck's going on, man? And he was just sitting there just chewing on him. And he eventually started, like, cleaning himself off. <laughs> and he looked over at Cuban B, like, looked him dead in his eyes. And was like, will you wash my back for me? <laughs> and I just started cracking up, man. And Cuban B was like, fuck no. They ain't in my job description. <laughs> And he went back to washing himself and then chewing back on the rag, man. Some of the funniest times were in the jail with Cuban B and T-Will. I don't think I'll have T-Will on the show because <laughs> T-Will is different, man. Like, he's funny. He's another one of my uh, lifelong friends. And you have to know him to really get his humor. It's kind of hard to explain, but I know T-Will. So if he's listening to this, he'll know what I'm talking about. I don't think I'll have him on the show because <laughs> it's just going to be dry shit <laughs> because that's how T-Will is, man. But he's funny. He's a good dude. He's a real, real good dude. Now I want to switch to, I don't know how many people have seen this. And if you have, it's kind of graphic. It's like, damn, what else could have been done, right? Now I said in my, either my opening episode or my trailer episode, right? I am not here to Monday morning quarterback anybody, but I've been in a life, so it's like, what else could have been done? You know what I mean? That's all it is. Even if it's right, even if it's wrong, what else could have been done? But what I want to talk about real quick 
is what is it? Danville Officer Hall. The shooting, well, the background to the shooting, it was, I forgot where exactly that state is at or where that agency is at, I should say, right? So the call was that this guy had been throwing rocks at cars. And I guess the guy was like mentally ill or something like that. I'm not sure if the officer knew it or not, but that came out later. We'll just say that. But the officer, he made contact with him. He tried making contact with him. You're walking in the middle of the street. He's trying to, you know, he's like, hey, I'm Officer Hall. Got a call about you throwing rocks in the street or at cars, yada, yada, yada. And the guy's like, no, get the hell away from me. Don't touch me. He's not trying to cooperate. And so he pulls out a knife. I think it was a pocket knife. Don't quote me on that. I've seen the video. I just haven't watched it recently. But he pulls out a knife and the officer draws his gun and he says, drop the knife twice. And then he shoots the guy in the face. And I watched that. And I'm like, holy shit. I can't necessarily fault him. Well, no, not even necessarily. I don't fault him at all for pulling out his gun. Right. But I mean, damn, he shot the dude right in his face. You know, he gave two commands. I think the guy, again, I got to watch it again. I've watched it a couple of times. I just haven't watched it recently. But I think the guy might have taken half a step towards him. And then he shot him like point blank in the face. I don't think that that was necessarily called for. Pull out your gun. Yes. If he takes a step towards you and over move with a knife in his hand, shoot him center mass, in my opinion. But he shot that dude right in the face. I don't know. I mean, that's my opinion. You guys let me know what you think. You know, watch the video. Be forewarned. If you are kind of squeamish, <laughs> it's, of course, they blur stuff out, but you can still see what happens, if that makes sense. So let me know what you guys think, and we could discuss it further. You know, I just don't think that he should have been shot in the face. That's my opinion on the whole thing. You know, pulling a gun. Hell yeah. I pulled my gun plenty of times. If for something like that, I would have done the same damn thing. But unless he made more of a uh, movement towards me, and I might be wrong. I've said it like a million times already. I have to watch the video again. And you guys watch the video and just let me know what y'all think. You know, send me a message on Instagram again at Mr. Green 58 or on Twitter, Mr. Green 5889. Send me suggestions. Send me anything that y'all want to hear. Let me know what you think about the show. You loved it. You hate it. But it's all good. I'll keep pumping out content for y'all. Like, share, subscribe. And I'll see y'all next time.